In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. But right now, I'm describing a Republican, a rhino, a mere conservative. Let the reader understand. What I'm saying is this. There are many people right now in our culture who have seen the full extent of clown world and realize maybe that's not a good idea. And and so they actually have some, because they've seen the terror of rebellion towards God, they logically and naturally have some fear of God himself and recognize that there needs to be some kind of concession, some kind of of assimilation into God's principles, Uh, Christian, Judeo, whatever you want to call it which you've heard my spiel on that. That's an oxymoron. We're just Christian. We don't need the Judeo part. But that's a real popular sentiment right now is let's just, you know, hey, um, the T and the Q and the I and the A and the plus, that's crazy. We're moral people. The L, the G and the B, well, that's, that's reasonable principled pluralism. That's not a Christian position. And yet that is a a popular conservative position held by some who profess to be Christians. All right, we're going to cast out darkness with a lighter shade of darkness. That doesn't make any sense. That's everything that I've been laboring theologically up to this point. What I've been laboring up to this point is I'm trying to show you the complete illogical, irrational fallacy of being terrified on the one hand knowing that you're outmatched, knowing that you desperately need God's favor. That a war against God is a war that no one will ever win. It is a suicide mission. And yet, in the other sense, to wall up the the, the city of your heart, saying, we won't mount an attack. Surely the principles of Christ is what our nation needs. Our culture is insane and lost its mind. But we also are going to wall up the city of our heart, not just so that we don't mount an attack against God because we need him and his principles in a general universal sense, but we also are going to wall up the city of our heart so tightly that we won't allow anyone to go out and actually make peace with God, to propose a treaty with God. So we'll adopt the principles of Christ, but never truly concede with the person of Christ. Never truly repent. Never truly call upon him by name. So we'll say that that the sexual mutilation of children is evil. But then we'll also celebrate if a third world country overturns a law against the L, the G, and the B. as though that's good. So don't do this, but let's do this. When it's quite obvious that this 
is directly upstream of that. And all this as a conservative, right? With conservatives like this, who needs liberals? I mean, who needs progressives? I mean, they, right? I have friends like that, who needs enemies? Right, we're fiercely going to fight to turn back the clock approximately five years and get us right back to where we are before you can even, you know, take a nap. Like, oh, wow, what a warrior, huh? What a champion. And it's like, how? Right? It's so illogical. It's so irrational. I'll tell you how. Unregenerate. That's how. The, the how, what you're thinking just from a logical standpoint, how can you, can you see the wholesale rejection of Christ and, and, and how, how poisonous it is for individuals and cultures as a whole and valiantly stand against that and yet in the same breath adopt everything that's just an inch short of that and not actually submit to the wholeness of Christ and the goodness of all of his law. Right? Meaning, how can you fear and yet at the same time be proud? How could you be like Jericho? Well, the way that you be like Jericho, a pagan city, a gospelless city, is to not be born again. And there are many who profess the name of Jesus and who wave a conservative flag, which apparently is a rainbow, just minus the transgenderism part. That's conservative these days. And they claim the name of Christ, they claim to be conservative, but they are not born again. They're not. Right? When, you, when you say that what God explicitly calls in his eternal word, right, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God, not just the New Testament, the Andy Stanley fans, but the whole thing, the word of God endures forever. It endures forever. And in his law word, he says that when a man lies with a man, it is an abomination. And then you, as a professing Christian and a bastion of conservative principles, don't call that sin an abomination, but actually call a nation upholding God's holy, perfect law an abomination. You say it's disgusting. That's a quote, right? Not, not disgusting meaning the sin that is unnatural, but, but a nation saying that it's a sin and saying that we're going to punish that sin as a crime because it's not just a private sin. It has the effects of cultural decay. And you say the Ultimately, what you're saying is the sin is not an abomination. The law of God against the sin is an abomination. You're calling God's law an abomination, which directly stems from his character and essence and nature. So you're saying the sin is not an abomination. God is. And I'm a conservative? No, you're not. With conservatives like that, who needs liberals? With Christians like that, who needs non-Christians? And my point is to say that there is no such thing as Christians like that. I'm just expelling the, the thin veil of mystery this morning and saying, hey, with Christians like that, who needs unbelievers? Well, no, what's really going on is they're not Christians like that. They are unbelievers. 
All right, hold up. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm going to tell you exactly how our spring 2024 conference is going to go down. Here's the title of the conference, Blueprints for Christendom 2.0. Subtitle, Seven Doctrines for Ruling the World. We're going to have seven primary sessions covering each of these doctrines for ruling the world righteously. Number one, Reformed Confessionalism. That's going to be Pastor Doug Wilson preaching on that topic. Then we've got Covenant Theology with Pastor Brian then we've got biblical patriarchy with Pastor Michael Foster. Then we've got presuppositionalism with Dr. Joseph Boot. Then we've got um, Kyperianism, all of Christ for all of life, where we're going to welcome Pastor Doug Wilson back for a second session. Then we've got general equity theonomy. We're going to have Dr. Joseph Boot come and do a second session on that topic. And then lastly, we'll have Pastor Dale Partridge on post-millennial eschatology. In addition to these seven sessions, we're we're also going to have not one, but two live podcasts. On the first day of the conference, that's Friday, March 1st, we're going to have a live Theology Applied podcast. I'll be on the stage hosting the discussion with Douglas Wilson, Michael Foster, and Eric Kahn from It's Good to Be a Man. The topic is going to be all about biblical patriarchy. We're going to specifically be parsing out, distinguishing the biblical doctrinal differences between patriarchy and complementarianism. Again, Again, that's Friday, March 1st, the first day of the conference, a live Theology Applied podcast on biblical patriarchy. Then we're going to have the next day, that's Saturday, March 2nd, a live Haunted Cosmos podcast. I'll be hosting this discussion with Brian Sauvet and Ben Garrett. We're going to be talking about the Nephilim. We're going to be talking about the Watchers. We're going to be talking about what creatures currently are living underneath the surface of the earth and chasms of the deep. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be weird, but it will also be thoroughly biblical and incredibly unhinged. So you're not going to want to miss these two live podcasts, Theology Applied on Friday, March 1st, the first day of the conference on biblical patriarchy with Doug Wilson, Michael Foster, Eric Kahn, and myself. And then the next day of the conference, Saturday, March 2nd, a live Haunted Cosmos podcast with Brian Sauvet and Ben Garrett and myself on the Nephilim, the Watchers, and what lies under uh, the surface of the earth. And then the conference will hold over for one final, the third and final day. That's going to be the Lord's Day, Sunday, March 3rd, where one of our speakers will be holding over to preach the Lord's Day sermon, and I'll be leading us in worship through the liturgy. So we've got three days, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 2024, Blueprints for Christendom 2.0, Seven Doctrines for Ruling the World. You're not going to want to miss this conference. Our early bird rate is still available but only for a very short period of time. We are ending the early bird rate on August 31st at 11.59 p.m. That will be the final chance to get into this conference at an affordable, cheap rate. All right, so go and take advantage of the early bird rate right now by going to rightresponseconference.com. Again, that's rightresponseconference.com to register for Blueprints for Christendom 2.0, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 2024. Register today.